Hi there, I'm Salima Noon. I'm a sexual health and empowerment educator based in Vancouver, Canada, and welcome to Growing Up Game Plan, the podcast. Growing Up Game Plan is a six-week online masterclass for preteens on being more confident, more prepared, and less stressed as they navigate life. We created this podcast to support you parents to do the same. You're in the right place if you want to understand what preteens struggle with. You want to be proactive and stay one step ahead of teen angst. You want to have or keep having meaningful conversations with your preteen about growing up. And you're looking for concrete, easy to implement tips on what to say and do. We don't have all the answers, but we want to support you in all of these goals. Parenting preteens is no joke. And sometimes you just got to call in for backup. That's us. So let's do this. I'm joined by my colleague, Julie Proder, co-creator of Growing Up Game Plan, our online masterclass for preteens. Julie is also a member of my Salima Noon Sexual Health Educators team. Okay, Julie, today's topic is a big one. It's one that parents have lots of questions about, mostly around language and how to approach tricky concepts with their kids. And I say tricky because it can be for parents. Most of us didn't grow up with the same awareness and understanding around this topic as we have today, so it can be tough. Can you guess what we're going to talk about? My guess is it's got to be gender and sexuality. You got it. We're going to talk about gender and sexual orientation. And I'm hoping we can clear up a lot of things for parents, as well as give them some tools to make it easier to have conversations with their preteens about these important pieces of who we all are. Now, there's such rich and multifaceted topics that we don't have time to totally do them justice today, but I think we can hit on some key topics that will offer parents a starting point at least. Awesome. So how we express our gender is a huge part of our identity, right? Uh, and this brings me to my first question. As we get asked by parents all the time, how exactly can I explain what gender identity is to my kids? Well, simply put, our gender identity is a feeling of oneself as a boy, a girl, both, or something different entirely. It relates to how we think and feel about the gender we're assigned at birth. And we know that gender identity is beautifully complex and isn't limited to the binary of being a boy or a girl, or fitting into, as we teach kids, the blue box or the pink box. So yeah, as we know, there are so many words we can use to describe our gender identity. And many of these gender politics are changing faster than we can even keep up with. So we know that folks might identify as cisgender or transgender. They might identify as non-binary, gender fluid, or agender. And that's just to name a few. So I find that kids we teach are generally familiar with and very open to these terms, but they just need a little clarification. So we included this in our online masterclass for preteens, the Growing Up Game Plan. And kids and parents are also sometimes a little bit confused between the concept of gender identity uh, and sexual orientation. Uh, it gets a bit conflated sometimes. So how can we clearly differentiate in a sort of a kid-friendly way so that we're all on the page, same page here? Yeah, I agree. It's really important. Um, so gender identity refers to how we feel when it comes to our gender, so who we are. Sexual orientation, though, refers to who and what we find romantically and or sexually attractive. And this, too, is beautifully complex as it can change over time and goes beyond the binary of identifying as simply gay or straight. For example, people can identify as gay, lesbian, bisexual, pansexual, asexual, or queer. So speaking of queer identities, 
This is a word and a concept that parents often ask me about. We know that the term has a very long history uh, and it's not so straightforward. And they're wondering what it means exactly. And even more often, is queer an okay term to be using? Oh yeah, I, I definitely find that too. Um, both parents and kids ask me quite often about the term queer. Queer is a term that's becoming more widely used among LGBTQ2S plus communities because of its inclusiveness. It can be used to refer to the spectrum of non-heterosexual and or non-cisgender people and provides just a convenient shorthand. It's a very inclusive term. Now, it's important to note that the word clear is a reclaimed term that was once and still is used as a hate term. And so some people feel uncomfortable with it. Not all trans people see trans identities as being part of the term queer. And it's important to acknowledge the different histories of queer and trans communities. I generally suggest to parents and kids that unless someone asks you to refer to them as such, we as heterosexual cisgender folks should just not use it. Right. So unless someone's using a particular label for themselves, it's a good idea to check in first, right? Remember, if you weren't sure if someone's pronouns uh, or, you know, particulars around their identity, it's more often than not okay to just ask them, right? Or to even offer up your own first. Oh, yeah, for sure. So another thing that we talk about in Growing Up Game Plan is the term intersex. I was in a grade seven class the other day and the term came up when we were discussing sex assigned at birth. Do you mind speaking to that a little bit? Sure, yeah. Um, the term intersex refers to when a person has anatomy, hormone levels, or genetic makeup that don't fit neatly into the categories of what we consider to be a typical male body or a typical female body. The term replaces hermaphrodite, which we know now is offensive, inaccurate, and outdated, so we don't use it. An intersex person may or may not identify as part of the trans or queer community. That's really up for them to decide. Talking about this, I want to give a shout out to an organization based here in Vancouver called Community. So it's spelled Q community, uh, the letter Q. Um, they do such important work supporting queer individuals and families. And on their website, which is community.ca, Q, the letter Q, M-U-N-I-T-Y.ca, they have the most comprehensive queer terminology glossary I've ever seen. So I really encourage parents to check that out. It really is our go-to, isn't it, Julie? Yeah, it sure is. They are such a great community resource. So in keeping with the theme of language matters, can you offer parents some insight as to how and what they should be talking to their preteens about when it comes to gender identity and sexual attraction? Well, I think the most important thing for parents to remember when they're talking to kids about stuff, the stuff at any age is that there's a chance that their kids won't or don't identify as straight and cisgender. And we really need to keep that in mind so that we approach every conversation with open-mindedness, kindness and respect. It's so important that they see their family and their home as an inclusive and safe place. With that comes the importance of sending a message to our kids that our love for them is unconditional and unwavering. We love them and support them because of who they are, not in spite of who they are. So that's the context from which we need to have all of our conversations with our kids. And as with everything, we need to say more sooner, right? We need to start early. And remember that the message that you want to get to them is that you're there as a role model and a support system for them, no matter what. 
It's also important to educate our kids and ourselves about language that's respectful to gay and trans people and language that is not. So, for example, instead of saying that someone is, quote, having a sex change, we should say transitioning. And that is actually something that kids ask for clarification around all the time in our workshops. Um, also, gay as a term is more respectful than saying homosexual. And rather than saying born a girl, we can say assigned female at birth. And it's transgender, not transgendered. That's disrespectful. We should also teach our kids to refer to others using the pronouns they want us to use. So for example, we can introduce ourselves with their name and pronouns. We can put them in our email signatures and we can model this for our kids in our communities. Um, you know, we do model this in our online masterclass for preteens growing up game plan. And if the person doesn't respond when you introduce yourself using your pronouns, we can just say, can you let me know what your pronouns are? Or which pronouns are you comfortable with? If we feel that it wouldn't be respectful or appropriate to ask, then just to be safe, use they or them or their pronouns. The idea is never to make assumptions about the pronouns someone uses and therefore their gender identity. Misgendering a person is not cool. Yeah, I like how you weave it into just everyday practice and language, right? And it's okay if we make mistakes, right? We apologize, we learn, we move on. And sort of in the same way that we wouldn't really leave it up to the LGBTQ folks in our communities to be starting up their own gay straight alliance, right, in schools and in workplaces, we also don't expect those folks to be the ones leading the way to a more inclusive and welcoming environment. That's our job. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, Julie. That is such a great comparison. It's really up to the privileged cisgender folks to do the work, right? Start the conversations. Uh, it's something that comes along with cis privilege. And so I wonder what you would say um, when teaching kids about, about that privilege and about sort of heteronormativity, what, what are the conversations you're having there? Even at a young age, kids should understand that being cisgender comes with a lot of privileges, many of which cisgender people take for granted or simply don't notice. So for example, we can use clearly marked restrooms without confusion or risk of harassment. We can reasonably assume that we won't miss out on a job opportunity based on our our gender identity or expression and we feel valid in our gender identity without risk of criticism whispers gossip or even worse um, so we need to be mindful of that and teach our kids to be mindful of these things if we're going to make this world a more trans or queer friendly place absolutely right it's it's time to do the work and it really costs us nothing to kind of lean in and learn yep I find that cis, this cisgender privilege concept relates directly to something um, that we spent time with grade six, sevens talking about in our body science courses and in our growing up game plan program, uh, and that's heterosexism. So kids really get it. They want inclusive communities. They want to feel like they belong. They want to feel different in their own unique way. And that really provides them with a lot of agency when they can sort of create and exist in those safe spaces. So I'm wondering on the topic of heterosexism, what is it that your conversations with kids look like? So just to clarify, heterosexism is the assumption that being straight is more normal, natural and desirable than any other sexual attraction. And this includes the assumption that heterosexuality is inherently superior to queerness. Although we all participate in this type of inequality, we need to be mindful of the assumptions we make so that we can be respectful and inclusive of all sexual attractions. Julie, 
you know, I could talk about this stuff for hours, but I'm afraid we need to wrap up. Um, parents, you're welcome to go to our website, salimanoon.com, to find great resources on gender identity and sexual orientation. There is such such good stuff out there. Um, on our website, parents will also find more information about our online masterclass for preteens, Growing Up Game Plan, and we have a whole module supporting preteens to become more gender literate and uh, just really understand uh, what these concepts means and, and how we all can create more inclusive, respectful environments. Exciting stuff. It's always really great to chat with you about this and just how we can support the youth in our lives, right? How to help them navigate this tough stuff. So uh, I guess I'll see you next time, Salima. Well, thanks for being here with me today, Julie, as always. Love talking to you. We'll see you next time. See you soon. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Growing Up Game Plan, the podcast, where our goal is to support parents as they navigate the preteen trenches. Looking for more? Check out our newest program, Growing Up Game Plan. Growing Up Game Plan is a six-week online masterclass for preteens age 9 to 12-ish that sets them up to celebrate who they really are, to use their inner power to honor, manage, and express their emotions, to stay safe and have fun online, to come to terms with puberty, to stand up for themselves and what they believe in, and to foster healthy relationships. Growing Up Game Plan gets your preteen thinking and reflecting on things that matter. We give you peace of mind and they learn skills they can use for a lifetime. And we help you both learn to have meaningful, open conversations moving forward. Go to www.salimanoon.com if you'd like to learn more about Growing Up Game Plan or to join our waitlist to be the first to know about when registration opens up next. We got you.